Hello and welcome to the Alcohol Free Vibes podcast, a high vibe space where we talk about all things spirituality, manifestation, raising our vibrations and walking away from the manifestation block that is alcohol. Whether you're newly sober, sober curious or you've been sober for a long time, this is the place for you if you want to learn more about spirituality, manifestation and how letting go of alcohol can make you so much more powerful at manifesting. It's time to stop drinking, start living, raise our vibrations and step into our manifestation power. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alcohol Free Vibes podcast. I'm recording this on Friday the 17th of June and I'm sure everyone in the UK will know that today is a very hot day. I'm not sure what the weather is like whenever you're listening to this, whether it's Monday or after that, but um, I'm sure if you are listening to this in the near future, you can remember what how hot today is and I um, hope you had a lovely day on Friday <laughs> and enjoyed the sun. So um, before we get started with uh, talking about this week's episode, just to remind you of offerings that I have coming up. So as usual, my group membership, um, my group coaching membership is £35 a month and includes two, um, two Zoom group coaching calls. This is just such a supportive group. I love it. I've actually got two groups, the USA and Canada group and the UK group, so we can fit in with both time zones. And it's just so wonderful having such a lovely group of people who can share their wins and support each other on their journey. And, you know, we look at obviously uh, alcohol-free goals, sobriety goals, but we're also looking at manifestation goals because remember, alcohol is a manifestation block. And when we let go of it, we really open ourselves up to healing, up-leveling and manifesting more of what we want. So it's so wonderful to be able to facilitate people making that shift in their lives, just like I do with my one-to-one coaching, but obviously in a group where you kind of bond with people, which is really nice. Um, over the next few weeks and months, we've got quite a lot of exciting things on the horizon. I won't overwhelm you with all of them, but I will just tell you a few of them today. So uh, a month today on the 17th of July, I am going to be collaborating with the, the amazing Sarah Lawrence, who I am actually interviewing in today's episode. And we are offering a four hour immersive workshop, uh, which is entitled Getting Curious About Alcohol and Your Energy System. If you want to sign up for this, then there is a, a link in the show notes. I'm so excited about this workshop. I'm honestly so excited to be collaborating with Sarah. She is so wise and knowledgeable and yeah, she's a magical, magical human being. And yes, I'm just, I'm so grateful for everything she's taught me about spirituality, um, about um, Reiki. She's my Reiki teacher. It's just everything I've learned from her as a spiritual, spiritual mentor. And it's just such a privilege that she has approached me to support her with her alcohol-free journey. And that she now has come on today to to share her magical experience so far um, and to talk to you guys. So I'm so excited to interview her. So if you want to sign up for our workshop, please, as I say, have a look in the show notes and the link is there. I've also got um, my usual Mindful Life Practice monthly workshops 
um, which I do once a month. So please check out the link as well for their schedule, their website. And if you click on my link in my Instagram, my my link tree link, there's the my workshops are always on there. If you ever want to just see what I'm up to and what you can sign up for, some of them are face to face, some of them are on Zoom. And if you're a member of the Shrewsbury Club, I do have some workshops coming up there. The next one is on the 24th of August and it is about the genie in your mind and how to reprogram your subconscious mind to get more of what you want. So if you are local to Shrewsbury and you'd like to sign up for that, please just speak to the reception at the Shrewsbury Club. Okay, so without further ado, let's get started with interviewing Sarah Lawrence and she's going to tell us all about her alcohol-free journey and yeah give you a little bit of an intro as to what our workshop is going to be about. Oh, I don't think I mentioned actually our workshop will be held in Manchester so anyone that's kind of local to that area I would love to see you there. <laughs> Hello, Sarah. How are you today? I am very well, thank you. Annika, how are you? I'm good. It's so lovely to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Let's get warmed up with your quickfire top five favourite things about being sober. Oh, putting me on the spot now. I have to use my brain. (laughs) Um, My five favourite things about being sober are more fun on nights out. Yeah. I am I feel more present yeah I get a proper sleep (laughs) decent sleep um I think there's a deeper connection with people when we're sober like a real connection with people which I love and from what I've learned from you, I'm if I'm sober, I'm always connected to my intuition. Love that. I would say of all my guests, those rolled off the tongue the quickest and easiest. <laughs> really? <laughs> how like quite newly sober you are. That um I love how that you just you you had those answers down. You were like, Yeah, I know, I know what I'm getting from this. So I felt like the pauses were so long. <laughs> so that's good to hear. <laughs> that was quicker than most. I think that's the record, actually. Um, before we get started with your your sober adventure, I'm gonna call it. Um, can you just give us a bit of an intro as to kind of who you are and what you do? Because you do you help people huge amounts um, in the field of healing. So what do you do in your work? Yeah, so my name is Sarah Lawrence and I am the co-founder of a company called The Yoga Family. So this is a business that I set up with my sister and my soon-to-be brother-in-law. Yeah. And within The Yoga Family, we offer yoga, obviously, as the main thing. Um, But but kind of more than that, I offer... um, I offer Reiki healing. I teach people how to offer Reiki and channel Reiki, which is a form of energy medicine. Um, I offer sound healing and I support people with kind of any type of transformational healing through mentorship. Yeah. And this might be more to do with kind of like physical body healing. It might be mental or emotional health. It might be looking at the chakras might be deep spiritual healing of people trying to figure out like what life's all about usually it's a connection of all of the above yeah. um 
yeah and and I love it it's a it's a joy it's a blessing to do this type of work prior to that I used to be a nurse I was an A&E nurse so I am um, extremely grateful now that I can still support people but that I can keep myself well at the same time Thank you so much for that that detailed explanation. And I'm, I'm pleased that you, you kind of explained all the different facets of your, your healing work now. Because I must say, when when you approached me to work with me on, on your alcohol-free journey, I was so excited to work with you. Because for all of you listening, like Sarah has been my coach and my healer and inspired me so much and taught me so much um Sarah is the person who trained me for Reiki level one I'm doing my Reiki level two with her and she's so so knowledgeable and spiritual and I knew that when she approached me to to do some work on alcohol free that magic was going to happen I mean magic happens for all of us when we go down this path but I was particularly excited about what Sarah my experience so she's come on today to to share with you some of her magical happenings since going down this path so Sarah um where would you like to start your your story where does it begin your alcohol free journey um I suppose it begins with how much alcohol I used to drink (laughs) that would probably be the start yeah um when I reflect back um you know I actually started drinking really young I was probably about 12 years old yeah and um you know binge drinking and black getting blackout drunk um and that continued into later teens even into early 20s like you know going on a lot of nights out drinking never wanting the drinking to stop you know constantly constantly just wanting to be you know drinking more 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 And I think the first time when I realised, like, wow, this isn't really working for me was probably when I started um, practising yoga and and teaching yoga, which was, you know, 10 years ago now. And yoga, yoga invites us to raise our awareness of ourselves. And as I started that journey of doing yoga and meditation, you know, I started to look at myself and started to look at my behaviours and my habits and I noticed you know that when I drank um I felt like shit (laughs) to be quite honest it made me feel like shit yeah you know and I started noticing the what I started really noticing was the impact of the aftermath of drinking um which was you know I would drink um and then for me it would maybe take me a week two weeks to feel well again And, and, you know, when you're showing up for a consistent yoga practice, as I was at the time, you know, I was really disciplined with it because the yoga practice was supporting my healing Mm. in such a massive way. I had to kind of question myself of like, why am I putting this alcohol into my body? And, you know, making myself feel like shit for two weeks, you know, or even if it's a day or two days, like I kind of started to go into that place of self-inquiry of going like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And, and at that time in my life, you know, in my twenties, I'd been on and off antidepressants and yeah. anti-anxiety medication. And the point where I started yoga was the point when I also wanted to, you know, really heal my mental and emotional health. Mm-hmm. So 
I had to question myself into kind of why am I taking antidepressants and then putting, you know, a drug into my body that is also a depressant. Like the two felt so like, I felt like I was almost contradicting myself by saying, I want to get off my antidepressants, but I'm going to go out and get drunk. Mm. And to me, it didn't really make sense. So, you know, this is probably about eight years ago now I started to, you know, really put some boundaries in place with alcohol and to say, you know, I'm not going to drink as often. Mm. And, you know, it's not going to be every weekend. Um, And I'm going to build a life for myself outside of that drinking culture. You know, I want to get up on a Saturday morning and go for a hike. Mm. I want to go to yoga. I want to do fun things. I don't want to be hungover. And I don't want to feel down mentally. So I started to, you know, really reduce my drinking. And then I started putting some boundaries in place where I actually told like, you know, friends and people close to me, family members and said, you know, this is my choice now. I'm not going to drink as much. Yeah. Um, but I still had a relationship with alcohol. It still became, you know, something that I was connected to. Mm. And then as the years have gone on, it's just become less and less and less because the more time I had away from alcohol, the better I started to feel Mm. and the less I actually wanted to then drink. That said, there have been times in the past few years where, you know, I've wanted to drink. Sometimes I've connected to drink because I've felt sad or I felt angry and I've been in those like darker healing places and you know, I've thought, oh, I'll just have a drink. And when I've reflected on that, I realized like, wow, that's not working. Mm-hmm. Because I'm thinking, oh, in that moment, in that moment of sadness, in that moment of anger, I could just tap out of this and have a drink. Mm-hmm. And it feels in that moment like you're escaping the emotion. But, you know, on reflection, you know, that emotion's still there. It's yeah. just that it's just we've numbed out of it for a little bit. And then at some point at a later date, you've got to reconnect to it and still do that emotional healing. Mm. And, you know, I, I'm not judging myself for the moments that I chose that because, you know, at that point, you know, I was doing the best that I could with the resources that I had. Mm. Um, but as the time has gone on, and especially probably over the last five years, um, a new boundary that I set with myself was, you know, I'm only going to drink if I'm if it's a if it's a celebration, yeah. You know, if it's something special, and that was kind of like the 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 more recent boundary for myself. And I was like, yeah, that's really working for me. And then the most magical shift was when we've connected which is obviously it's recent you know yeah I got my I got my drinking down to literally two or three times a year and mm. um, it was usually on a holiday so like kind of like that holiday vibes it's sunny let's celebrate and I was away in Portugal with my sister and I drank one night because I'm trying to celebrate and have a good time and i I just kind of had this moment of noticing myself and being like, this isn't fun. This isn't fun. I don't really feel very safe. I don't feel connected to myself. I don't feel connected to my sister who I want to connect with and have a good time with. And it was then the feeling the next day of feeling hungover physically, Mm. mentally, emotionally, 
Um, and it was that moment really that I thought, you know, I'm I'm so grateful for you and for the support you've given me. And it was that moment where I said to my sister, I'm going to, I'm going to message Annika and book him for some coaching with her because I don't want to drink anymore. I, I got to a point where I thought I can't actually, I can't actually justify any benefits. I, c- I can't see what I'm getting from this. I can only see um, ne- a negative impact on my health, like the f- the, my full health, physical, mental, emotional, energetic. And I never thought I'd get to this point. And I'm so glad that I have because... Oh you know the shift has started the shift has happened now and and you're right it is magical it's magical when you finally say I'm done and I'm really pleased that you shared that journey because I think there's still this rhetoric that so many people follow which is you know unless you've hit rock bottom and you identify as being like a full-blown alcoholic or you know I'm a daily drinker that you know you almost don't have permission to to let go of alcohol and actually your journey has just not been like going from drinking lots to to saying I'm not going to do this anymore you were hardly drinking anything um but that that moment in Portugal is another example of how we can find magic in the darkness because you mm. you felt dark when you drank that time and you yeah. looked within and listened to that and yeah. from that you've just had this amazing rebirth so I'm going to introduce the next question that I'm going to ask you by saying that obviously as a very spiritual person Sarah is like super intuitive well psychic um and I really really enjoyed listening to her um description of her experience her first sober holiday which was literally like a week or two after you decided to like let go of alcohol and Sarah put herself in like one of the most difficult situations one could put oneself in (laughs) when they're so early on because she went to Ibiza (laughs) with friends and, and family to celebrate and um she had an amazing time and I just absolutely loved the way she described it because you the way you described it Sarah and the way you described what you noticed about your energy and other people's energy is something that I really connect with and I really I I I totally have had that experience I just love the way you described it so um tell us talk us through first of all actually before you went to Ibiza what were your concerns about going and being sober on this holiday? Oh yeah, that's such a good question because that's why I booked that's why I booked that call with you because yeah. I've come I mean I sound like such a jet set here. I've just come back from Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to IB the next week. Mm. I do live for my holidays to be fair. Mm. Um yeah, so I'd, I'd had this experience in Portugal and I was like, wow, this isn't working, but I've already committed to a holiday in Ibiza with a big group of friends and it's my brother-in-law or soon to be brother-in-law's 40th birthday it's my birthday and it's almost like that pressure was building inside me of you know this is the time when you should drink yeah you know this is this and also you know as I mentioned before the boundaries I'd set myself was that if it was a celebration drink yeah. So I'm going to Ibiza, you know, we're going out, we've got all these kind of meals and we're going to go to clubs and things like that. And I'm like, this is the situation where I should drink. And that's what I've been telling myself. Mm. So my concern was that, you know, I've, I've, <laughs> I've been attached to this belief system that I should drink 
in celebration for such a long time and yet my intuition is coming through and saying this doesn't work anymore yeah so it was kind of an internal battle of kind of you know I want to make this shift but there was my concerns were like I was like can I do this Mm. you know can I do this am I do am I going to be able to show up and not drink am I going to have a good time Mm. am I going to feel safe am I going to feel awkward am I going to how am I going to be received by other people is my not drinking going to make them feel awkward you know and almost am I not going to be accepted in a group situation you know by because I'm not drinking with everybody and also things like am I going to be able to go into clubs am I going to be able to dance sober and that's a crazy belief because I love dancing and I'm dancing around my house all the time you know I love listening to music I love having a dance but I was like god am I going to be able to you know it, it just yeah. brought up almost like all these insecurities and questions that in in all honesty I didn't actually know the answer to and it was a, a you know it was a bit of trial and I was not going to say trial and error it was trial and success because <laughs> <laughs> I think you you surprised yourself didn't you with what happened when you got there absolutely absolutely so I had the call with you and which I just you know I think you're amazing you're amazing at what Aww. you do you supported me so much and I feel like from that call I kind of well I, I just I just stepped into this new version of myself I was like, wow, I'm actually not a person that wants to drink to celebrate. I'm a person that doesn't want to drink and I'm going to own it, own it in a way that it just, it becomes, it is me. That is me. I'm just, I'm being my most authentic self by not drinking. Yeah. And I went to Ibiza with that, with that energy. You know, I told, I told my sister, I told my brother-in-law, I told, you know, one of my best mates and what was amazing even from that was that I wasn't met with any of the negativity that I thought I would have been Mm. um, off anybody to be honest I was actually met with like respect and support and kind of like a like yeah go you that's amazing and that was that first step was great because I kind of then felt I was going with a support system in place so um, I know a lot of people worry about <clears throat> resistance from other people. Yeah. So to, to kind of support people listening, what do you think was the reason why it was met so well? What was it about what you were putting out there that helped? Mm, yeah, I think it's because, I think it's because I was completely honest mm. with people. So, you know, even with my sister, when we were in Portugal and the day after, you know, we'd, we'd got, had some drinks together and I said to her, you know, I don't think this is working for me. Mm. You know, she said to me, she kind of reflected that back to me and said, you know, you've said this to me quite a few times, Sarah. Yeah. You've said to me quite a few times, this doesn't make me feel good. Mm. And it was the same with, you know, with the other people that were close to me, I think, because I was really honest. And I mean, that's I know that's hard. It's hard to be that vulnerable with people. And one of the things that I am so open about is that, you know, I am healing. I am a person that is that is healing. I've been through significant childhood trauma and as have many other people, you know, and that can look so different, different from each of us. 
but because I'm so open about it and because I'm open about my mental health and my emotional health and I'm clear with you know this is how I feel and this is what I need I find that the people that really like love us in a way that's unconditional you know they, they want the best for us totally now had I have done that maybe 10 years ago 15 years ago with a with different sets of friends do you know what actually you've just reminded me as I'm saying it I tried to do this years ago yeah I remember one night I remember one night out where I'd said to a friend I'm not drinking tonight I'm driving and I was without a doubt peer pressured into getting into the taxi and having some drinks because I was told you know you need to drink Mm. and I remember waking up the next day and really regretting it I didn't have a good time I didn't want to drink so I feel like when I compare those two situations you know I've really owned it now Mm. I've really owned it to a point where so in such a deep way that if somebody doesn't respect that then (sighs) that's their problem not mine I don't know if I hope that's helpful to anybody listening I feel like as well from my experience that people can feel that vibration when you really truly own it and you really really mean it people don't push you in the same way because they they feel the energy of oh no don't go there it's not happening and when you're not sure people can feel that too and they're and then they're like oh have a drink yeah it's like it's like they've got, they've got a little way in then and if they want to kind of manipulate you or coerce you in some way because it suits them. Yeah. And, and this is where, I, you know, I, I mentioned before about that, you know, when, pe- when we love each other without conditions, mm. we're not looking to have power over somebody. We're not looking to coerce somebody or control somebody. Mm. And for a lot of us, if, you know, if I take myself back in time, like 10, 15 years, a lot of my relationships... They weren't unconditional. They were based on conditional love. I will love you as long as you have a drink with me. Mm. Well, I don't want to have a drink with me with you. Does that mean that I'm not loved anymore? Yeah. And in in honest, in all honesty, you know, some of those friendships, some of those even family members, you know, they've the they fell away because it wasn't it, it there wasn't that respect and that love there that that you know everybody deserves. So, you know, if people fall away, that's not necessarily a bad thing either. Yeah. I think uh, so many people are scared of that happening when they when they go down the alcohol free route. And I always just talk about the law of vacuum, um, yeah. which is, you know, just think of that space you've cleared for other people to come in and they will and they'll be more aligned. And don't be afraid of change because nothing lasts forever. Nothing. I agree. Yeah. And we need to you know, especially those of us that are maybe opening up to a spiritual path or curious about a spiritual path, we need you know, sometimes we're always asking the universe to bring us more, 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 but we're not willing to surrender anything. Mm. You know, that willingness to say, you know, wow, this relationship isn't built on the love and the um, the respect that I need. I'm willing to surrender it and trust that I will attract, you know, the universe has got my back. I will attract a relationship, you know, that is, is more loving and more supportive. So, I think when I look at my own kind of timeline of where I'm at right now, you know, I've worked hard on building those relationships and I've I've surrendered a lot. You know, there's a lot of people that were in my life that that would not have respected this decision. And it's like, see you later, bye. (laughs) 
Yeah, and it's it is a brave thing, isn't it? But I do think it's a huge part of not being stuck is letting things go, letting yeah. things fall away that are no longer serving you. I completely yeah, because, agree. And if we strip this back to energy, energy's got to flow. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We don't want it to get stagnant. So, you know, we have to be willing to to allow that flow of energy and it, it does take bravery it takes vulnerability but when we lean into it it's like like you always say there's so much more magic there than than we can even kind of imagine so on the note of magic um tell me what what magical things happened then while you were in Ibiza oh it was literally like one of my favorite holidays yeah and I was anxious I was anxious before we had the call yeah and then I really owned it and I told my friends and my family and I was kind of like yeah we I've got this but I was still anxious a little bit anxious like you know going into this experience of being in a big group um and it was magical mm. it was amazing I um I just had I had so much fun and I had so much more fun and now than I would have had if I'd have been drinking. Yeah. I just, when I reflect on those times when I was drinking, you know, it, it spiked my anxiety, it spiked insecurities and, and it, it, it was, I had fun. Like I genuinely had fun. I was dancing, you know, I still stayed up like almost as late as everybody else. I got to a point about two, two o'clock in the morning where my body was kind of like, I'm, I'm tired now and I, I just want to go to sleep. Um, so the two kind of nights out that we had, yeah, I was up dancing and yeah, that, that didn't make me feel insecure at all, even though I thought maybe it would. Yeah. Um, and I felt, one of the things that I found really magical about, about not drinking was, when I reflect on the time when I drank in Portugal, one of the things I said was that I felt unsafe. Mm. When I remember back to drinking when I was younger, I felt unsafe. Yeah. Um, and I felt when I was in Ibiza and I was sober, I just felt really safe. Yeah. Because I felt like if anything happens, you know, I will be able to respond to that situation as needed mm. and keep myself safe. And, and that was a really nice feeling for me. As I mentioned, I've been through a lot of trauma. Mm. So I don't want to be, if those are people that have been through like significant traumatic events, you know, feeling safe and secure is, is kind of the key to your healing. Yeah. So I don't want to put myself in any situation where I feel massively unsafe because that's going to overwhelm my nervous system. So I felt really safe. I felt really anchored to myself. Mm. Um, I found it really interesting as well, just observing things because I was sober. Um, I noticed kind of within myself as I was getting ready to go out that I felt confident yeah. in my body. I felt confident in what I was wearing. I felt just confident in myself. Whereas normally when I'm drinking, I notice, let's say I go, oh, I'll have a couple of Proseccos to like kind of boost my confidence before I go out. When I compare the two, if I've had a couple of drinks, I actually feel more insecure. I start faffing. Mm. I start kind of like picking up myself, like, oh, put a bit more makeup on or your hair doesn't look that good or maybe you should wear this. When I was sober, I just kind of got ready and I was like, cool, let's go out. Amazing. <laughs> just like I would do on a normal on a normal day. I was, just, I didn't feel, I felt like, I just felt better in myself. 
So what, what I'm when we were talking about this before, um, you were telling me how you kind of surprised the people who you were with by how you were behaving um, when you were not drinking. So can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, so the people that we were with, um, you know, the people that I know but I don't know, they're more like my sister's friends and and I didn't mention to anybody else apart from like the three people that I've mentioned. I didn't tell everybody, you know, I'm not drinking. I kind of, because we're in Ibiza, because I knew people were going to be drinking, I didn't want to make it like a big, a big thing, you know, and I didn't want to meet, I didn't want to kind of open myself up to any judgment or negativity or anyone's opinions, to be honest, because I was like, I'm going to do me, you do you. I'm not judging you for drinking. I don't want to open myself up to that. Mm. Um, And then what was really nice was actually that when people towards the end of like the first few days found out that I wasn't drinking, I got quite a few um, people coming up to me and they were surprised. Yeah. Someone came up to me and said, sober Sarah, how's that going for you? And I was like, it's amazing. And this person said to me like, oh, what's like, you know, what's made you decide to do that? And I said, I just said, it makes me feel like shit. Mm. It doesn't feel good for me. And he was like, I'm really happy for you. Mm. And then he said, oh, I I thought you were drinking. I thought you were the, you know, everybody assumed that I was drinking because, you know, from their perspective, I'm just, I'm out having loads of fun. So there was no, there was, there was actually no negativity at all. So yeah, that was really really nice. When people have been like concerned, like about me not drinking in the past, and then I'm gone out and just been high vibe and stayed up all night and had a great time. I think people feel a bit relieved. They're like, oh, you're still here. Like, oh, you're still like in the group and doing your thing. And, and they're like, oh, okay. It's not quite so scary as I thought that you're not drinking. Um, but also I just think it, it, as you say you inspire people because you, you show what's possible right you show yeah. how much fun you can have so if you if you talk talk us through your vibrations and how you were connecting with people and what you noticed about you know your ability to connect when you were not drinking how did that go yeah I felt like you know one of my roles in like day-to-day life is to you know be a channel for energy Mm. and to whether that is you know whatever facet that that is through that is kind of like my my role is to to be a channel and to be a safe channel and to Mm. be um and to be an anchor for people and and what I noticed when we were out and 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 I was sober was that actually like when other people felt a little bit uneasy or a bit insecure that they almost like um kind of were attracted to me a bit more mm-hmm. you know like at one point I think I mentioned to you on a call like um myself my friend and my sister had to walk through a really busy dance floor mm-hmm. and we came through it and and if I'd have been drunk that would have been really overwhelming for me you know lots of people in my personal space yeah it's hot it's crowded it's loud you know we came out of the dance floor and um and my sister and my friend were both just like, oh, that was really overwhelming. And I was like, oh, actually, I feel fine. Yeah. So as we had to walk back through on the on on the return journey, I said to them both, like, you know, well, I'm good. Hold my hands. Mm. You know, and it was quite nice to actually be able to not only make myself feel safe, but go, I can help you guys feel safe as well. Mm. Um, I noticed as well that people, even before like people found out that I was drinking a couple of people came up to me and and started telling me (laughs) 
um, that they weren't really wanting to drink that much. See, this that, is amazing. They didn't and they, even know. And they didn't even know. So one person came up to me, just started this conversation and said, yeah, I'm not really into this anymore. Like, I just don't really want to, like, get on it anymore. And I don't want to drink that much. And I was thinking, and I was thinking, like, standing there with my 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 glass at this point, I think I had, like, a ginger ale or something. <laughs> and I was thinking, he doesn't know that I'm not drinking at this point. Yeah. And he's just coming over and, and, and like, telling me this. Um, so that I found that really interesting and as I opened up you know as I opened up about it as like the kind of the holiday went on and a few people found out you know I actually found some people were kind of having similar conversations with me and saying you know a few people were like kind of surprised mm. oh I didn't realize you could go on a night out and have fun without being drunk um, and it and it did feel like there was some inspiration there you know, that some people were like, oh, wow, that's like, that's amazing. And I would like to try that. Um, I found people then started telling me their concerns. I would like to drink less, but dot, 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 you know, and I was kind of thinking, well, what I'd say to a lot of people was like, book in with Annika. (laughs) (laughs) She's amazing. (laughs) Oh, oh, thanks so much. I think that was um, probably a moment for you as well, when you realised just like, when you really own it and you don't worry about what other people think, you just become the light. You you become the, the, the flame that the moths come towards. And this is why I always say to people, when you heal yourself, you heal those around you without even trying. Um, yeah. Such a And we do, we create, you know, we create a, a ripple effect when we heal ourselves. You know, we're not here to, we're not here to save each other. We're not here to rescue each other. We're not even really here to heal each other. Mm. Like we're here to heal ourselves and to step into our power and to live a life that feels really authentic to us and feels true. And that truth is going to evolve, mm. you know, and, and when we do that, when we really step into that, it's almost like we've dropped a pebble into a lake and we create a ripple effect. So, you know, I don't need to heal anybody else. I just need to be the, the truest, most authentic version of myself and shine as bright as I wish to. Yeah. And that naturally creates that ripple effect. Naturally creates um, that healing. Yeah, wow. and, it, and it does. And it's, it's interesting when you see that, that playing out because already, you know, just from sharing a little bit of my story just through Instagram and, and conversations you know I've had a few people come back to me and say I'm really excited to hear more about this mm. you know one of my friends messaged me and said I can't wait to hear about your sober holiday and I was like well I never expected people coming back to me and saying those type of things so I'm not pushing anything on anybody I'm just I'm just being me people are and picking that, up on those vibes though and they want some of them <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I absolutely loved when you were on this holiday. Um, you sent me some voice notes, just a little updates. Um, and oh, they like raised my vibrations so much because I could feel you were in that like magical sweet spot of this is amazing. I'm loving life. And I just thought, oh, you you are at the beginning of your sober journey and you're already feeling like so much benefit. From this um and this is just the start like I know you're going to be coming back on this podcast to talk about oh, so. So many other <laughs> and actually on that note everyone listening Sarah and I do have 
an announcement to make because yeah. talking of adventures we are collaborating um yeah to share some of our wisdom um yeah Sarah did you want to talk about what we what, what we're going to be doing yeah, so 17th of July am I right yeah um so we're going to be doing a workshop in Manchester I don't know if the word workshop is even right it's going to be four hours so it's going to be deep and immersive and it's going to be an opportunity for anybody who is curious about understanding you know their own relationship to alcohol and how alcohol is impacting the health you know physically mentally emotionally energetically um you know it's I'm really excited to to you know to share this and I'm excited for us to collaborate together because you know I I have seen and witnessed the shift that's happened in me you know mm. over the past 10 years um even though the you know this this shift of saying I'm done is magic like mm. this has been like a big you know it's just feels amazing to say I'm putting that down completely even reflecting on the 10 years before that of going you know cutting down cutting down cutting down setting more boundaries getting more clarity around my relationship with alcohol there was so much healing and growth in that as well Mm. and to circle back to what you know you said at the start you don't need to be somebody who identifies as an alcoholic or has hit rock bottom to still take some time and say let's look at this let's look at you know how is alcohol impacting my life and that's you know that's what our event is all about because you know I when I kind of take a step back from this I can see that as a society um you know we've really been fed this belief system around alcohol brings us into connection you know we use it to commiserate we use it to celebrate we use it to numb out and it's it's like who almost feel like the odd one out if you're not drinking yeah and I think what's been amazing for me and and my experience with Ibiza is that that's not how I felt Mm. I thought that was how I was going to feel but actually I didn't feel that I felt a deeper connection to every single person there being sober and you know I hope that you know more people will start to get curious about you know you know what do they want their relationships with alcohol to be and hopefully you know more people will start to you know change that collective conditioning and go you know why have we been fed this idea that alcohol is so great because from where I'm standing it's pretty shit yeah and I think this word curiosity is really important because we're not about to like tell everybody like you should stop drinking now and you must come and we will cure you and you'll become sober um everyone's journey is unique isn't it and it's just about allowing that conversation to start where people start to get curious and question like (laughs) where is alcohol in my life how much space is it taking up and what do I what do I want that to look like rather than alcohol deciding what that looks like and starting to reclaim our it's about being in our power as you say isn't it absolutely and I you know the the reason this lines up so much you know with with the yoga philosophy as well is that the yoga philosophy and the yoga practice it's um you know we can see it and look at it and think oh it's a practice of moving through postures which it is you know but there's so much more Mm. in the yoga practice the yoga practice is about 
you know, turning our awareness inwardly and starting to look at our thoughts, our behaviors, our belief systems, mm. um, to start to look and, you know, start to heal, you know, and when we start to do that, what we can find is a lot of what we're carrying. Sometimes it's not even ours, mm. you know, sometimes we've been so heavily conditioned, um, you know, by society, by family, by friends, you know, by our community to live a life a certain way. And, you know, what yoga invites us to do is start to get curious about, you know, is this serving me? And if it's not, as you said, step into your power and let's, let's shift stuff. Yeah. You know, let's, because what happens when we do more and more of that is it's almost like we start shedding layers Mm. we shed so much shit basically we shed all the shit and then we get back to this like you know pure essence of who we are before the world told us who we're meant to be totally and that's and that's what I feel like the reason these two topics kind of you know the the such a perfect union is because you know I've got to this point to, like at the moment by saying alcohol this isn't me Mm. because I've done 10 years of of getting curious about it and 10 years of unpicking some of that shit and letting go of some of those belief systems and now making this kind of final decision of going that's just not me and owning it you know I feel I feel amazing yeah. and there's no expectation for somebody to be at that point but I would I would love to support anybody who who wants to get curious to um, to start to make those shifts mm. and you know I feel like we're such a good partnership because you have this amazing skill set Annika that like <laughs> that honestly you know I think and I can you know I would like I would love more people to to work with you and to see like just how powerful this could be so yeah I'm, I'm so excited I am so excited so everyone listening who is like really keen to get on this workshop I will put the link in the show notes um and you can book on um uh is it, how much are we charging 55 pounds, 55 pounds yeah and we'd love to meet you um, if we haven't already in person um thank you so much for coming on today Sarah I bet everyone listening just wants to connect with you anyway so where can people find you online Oh, bless you. Thank you. Um, so my website is theyogafamily.com. You can find everything about our offerings on there, online, in person, workshops, retreats as well. Um, Instagram, yo, the underscore yoga underscore family, tripping myself up there. <laughs> and the same, on, the same on Facebook. Um, not on any other social media. That's those two are more than enough for me. Yeah, well, I'm the same. <laughs> I, can't I can't deal with any more phone time. <laughs> so yeah, and if anyone's, you know, if anyone wants to connect, as always, you know, reach out, and um, you know, it's it's always it's always a pleasure, and um, I appreciate you inviting me onto this podcast, and I'm excited to work together. I know we're going to create something special because I, I know the shift that you know you've supported me to to get to so thank you Annika thank you and honestly Sarah is so incredible at what she does I really I thoroughly recommend I've, I've used many of her offerings her um her mentorship calls her in life yoga practice oh her yoga is so good I could go on <laughs> but 
just check her out online and, and get involved in whatever you can. She does do things online as well as in person. So if you're not in the Manchester area, don't let that hold you back. Right, I will. I'll let you get on with your evening, but thanks so much for coming on and I'll speak to you soon, Sarah. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to me today. If you would like to have the chance of winning a free one-to-one coaching session with me, then I'd love it if you could leave me a five-star review. All you need to do is take a screenshot of the review and send it to me at thrive at coachingbyannika.co.uk and I would love to connect with you. If you would like to connect with me further and you'd like to download my free guide, then please go to my website and you can do that and you'll be added to my mail list. Or if you would just like to book in a free discovery call with me, then you can do so via my email address or through my website. All of these links will be in the show notes. And I hope you have a wonderful, magical, sober week. And I will see you this time next week.